Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to the Sports Psych MDs podcast. This is episode number 21. We're starting off the new year, 2020, talking about what everyone else is talking about. New Year's resolutions. But we're going to talk about the psychology behind it. What is the psychology behind goal setting or the art of achievement? We're going to look into our new favorite acronym, SMART goals or SMARTER goals, where goals have to be specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, timely, and you have to have excitement, and you got to record them. I pretty much just gave it away, but stay tuned. There's so much more. Happy New Year, man. We are back. Ladies and gentlemen, the Sports Psych MDs are Sports back. Psych MDs podcast. What's good, everybody? Hope everyone had a happy holiday. Welcome to America. Coming to America. And coming Wait, to they're making theaters a, near you. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what one. I'm saying. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Man, that was one of my favorite movies from the uh, from the 80s, was Coming to America. And you, you can learn a lot from that movie yeah. about black culture, for sure, black American culture. Um, I'm just excited for this year. I'm excited for just you know new beginnings, new prospects, new goals. Technically, the calendar just changed. Nothing really else changed besides the calendar. Oh man, but Every, everything changed. Everyone, this it's the New Year's. Re- what's your New Year's resolution? Yeah. I'm sure you were home with family. I was, and people yeah. were asking you, "What, what are your re- resolutions? Go around and tell us your your New Year's resolutions." Everyone does it every year. Gym memberships go up, kind of flames out within <laughs> you know a couple it. months, but it's a huge thing for sure. It, it's it's a huge commercial enterprise, right? At this point, because they get you with the they first hit you with Thanksgiving, then three weeks later. It's you know Christmas, and then a week later is New Year's. So and you, boom, you, you boom, gotta be, boom, you gotta piece. be thankful. Then you gotta buy loads of food. Then you gotta buy loads of presents, and then you you gotta go to your New Year's party, and then you gotta come up with your resolutions. You gotta lose weight. You gotta do all the. That's right. Lose weight. Feel great. <laughs> That's the most common one. <laughs> but if you can't tell by now, today's podcast is about resolutions, goal setting. Yeah, yeah, it's about that for sure. Definitely about goal setting and well, all that. Well, it's always more than about that. Always more. We always have to throw in a little but, something extra. But yeah, goal, goal setting in relation to athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, in relation to athletes, but in, in, the, in this broader context, right? I hope that at least some of our listeners, our audience, possibly some fans, may be able to, um, to see what we're building here. Right? You remember Sarah McLaughlin building a mystery? Of course you don't. You're a youngin, okay? But we are building something here, okay? okay? It started with mental flexibility and then transitioned into mindfulness, okay? And from there, merged into gratitude. And here we are now. We have now built those internal resilience factors oh, and resilience. forces. And resilience is always hanging yeah. above it yeah. or below it. Okay. It's the foundation. Yeah, Resilience is the foundation. Yeah. And then what you just talked about, mental flexibility, the mindfulness, mm-hmm. 
and the gratitude. Don't forget gratitude. Those are the building blocks. That's it. Those are the building blocks. They, they laid the whole foundation. But now we got to start building. We got to start yes. moving, looking forward. Yes, we do. We got the tools. We're ready to go. Yeah. All right. So goal setting. Resolutions. This is a timely podcast. Like you mentioned, we just did mental flexibility, mindfulness, mm-hmm. gratitude. Now we're doing goal setting. Timeliness in the sense that everyone's doing their New Year's resolutions. And there's some psychology behind that. And that's why this is a very relevant podcast. So let's it is. dive in. Yeah, man. Because look, 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 look. What, what is it really about? What is it really about when you've kind of gotten to this point where there's the fork in the road? And there's this time and space in our lives for opportunity, opportunity to excel, opportunity to, you know, finally take that next step forward, right? The next leap, whether it be in, you know, our professional sport, if you're an athlete or, you know, whatever, if you're a student, um, you know, whatever walk of life, a performer, you at some point may have to say to yourself, I want to be better. You may have plateaued in some sort of way. You may find that you're performing at a high level. I mean, you know, you, you're, you're someone that, that has always cared about you know, how you're perceived, always cared about your, your effort, and you always cared about success. But maybe you're looking around and you're saying to yourself, man, like, uh, I'm just not satisfied, right? Just not satisfied. I want to be better. How do you take a step back, right? Even in the midst of a process, right? Like you kind of have this system, this process that's gotten you this far. That's really, you know, has not necessarily forsaken you. I mean, you know, it's gotten you to this point, right? You've relied on this, but maybe you've been in school until yeah. you're 31, and you're about to finish your fellowship, <laughs> and now you finally can look up and not be like, "All right, what's next? What's next? You know, what's the next chapter?" Right? It's it's maybe it's t- it's time to move on. It's time to move forward. Move okay. forward. I love that. Yeah, I think you got to take a step forward every day. And what you're talking about, taking that step back, you're being mindful, you're being grateful but you're taking that step back in order to look forward and take a step forward. And you take a step forward every day. And the best way to go about that, set goals. You got to set the destination. You got to know where you're going. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to have an end point, you're going to just wander around aimlessly. Where are you going? Exactly. Get- There's a great song by Music Soul Child. Oh, you, you're bringing in all the, the audio oh, the, soul uh, yeah. hits right now. Oh, all right, keep it coming. Yeah. Keep it coming. Uh, where are you going, though? Before my time. That's what I'm saying. Where are you going? Soul star. Where are you going? That's what he asks. And it's like, where are you going without goals? Goals provide that roadmap to that destination to where you're going. So doing a lot of research on this, talking to different psychologists, SMART goals or SMARTER goals. It's an Mm. acronym. You know how much Dr. Hose, Armin, and I love acronyms. Yes, we do. Mnemonics. Mnemonics. I like mnemonics better. Mnemonics. Reminds me, reminds me of studying for med school, though. Technical. Dumbbells? Dumbbells. Ooh, which one is that? Uh, cholinergic toxicity. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was nerdy even for a med student yeah. right there. All right. Wow. <laughs> um, no, there, but there, we had, an, we had a, even in the military, um, we had an acronym for 
everything yeah everything if you rotate through obgyn i felt like I, it there was a whole go. new language with all, with all the acronyms they have but anyways smarter goals let's get into it let's talk about this is the easiest way to set these goals do smart goals or smarter goals so what's the s stand for when you're setting goals you want to be specific in what your goal is as much detail as possible so relating to an athlete let's let's talk we talk about nba a lot let's talk about an nba player you don't want to start with, I want to be a better shooter. That's too general of a goal. How do you want to be a better shooter? Be specific. How about, I want to shoot a better three-point percentage, hmm. a better free throw percentage, a better fo- field goal percentage. Maybe you set goals to improve upon each of those statistics. So you're being more specific. I like that. Yeah? Yeah. You like that? I, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you like that? Um, you like that? You're not picking up what I'm putting down right now. I'm picking it all. Did you watch up Kirk and Cousins? I'm immediately putting in it, the Vikings versus I'm the Saints. I'm setting it down gently. What's that? Did you watch the Vikings versus the Saints over the weekend? I did. Yeah, and I that, did. Kirk Makes Cousins, you Drew Brees. I, are, are we getting into this too early? Because Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Yeah. I don't know if they. The end of an era yeah. in sports. Let me just say this. We, we, we'll get back to smart goals. I don't necessarily believe Tom Brady and Drew Brees belong in the same sentence. I think Tom Brady's accomplished enough. You can argue with me that he's GOAT status, regardless of what happens the rest of his career. Drew Brees, on the other hand, he's got the numbers over a season, mm-hmm. no MVPs, mm. and he's, but he's got a Super Bowl, so he's in the club. He's in the club. But he's, he's not in the, in the Tom Brady's club. No, but who, who is? I mean, come on. You're right. You know, that's kind of a class Joe Montana's, of its own. Joe Montana's in Joe that Montana's club. in the conversation. Peyton's in like the garden room. He's not, not in the club, but he's not in the VIP section of the club. I VIP might just be Brady and Montana. But you know, one thing I'll give you about Manning, even though, you know, we go back and forth. Um, one thing I will give you about Manning that is super impressive is the way he bounced back from that neck injury. Okay. He for, with two different franchises oh, yeah. won a Super Bowl, and that, that's very impressive. loaded up on MVPs. Even though that last Super Bowl wasn't pretty, he went out on top. He went out on with top. That noodle arm. He, he definitely went out on top. And you know, Peyton kind of changed the game. You know, I, I think he changed the game. You know, he he definitely raised the bar in terms of like IQ. You know, and and just you know being a game. You know, not just a game manager. But just like he was a that was the magician be- out the there. The beauty about his game, and he didn't always win the big game. It was two and one against Tom Brady in AFC Championship games. But he was this gunslinger, putting up all the numbers, but couldn't win the big one. Finally, won the big one uh, when he had a really good defense, and then it got to a point where his last season, his last two seasons, he couldn't throw the ball. He couldn't put up those big numbers. He had he couldn't win a game. He had to be the game manager. And guess what he did? He was the game manager and won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He needed to have the best game, but he managed it. He still beat Brady that year in the playoffs. Von Miller yeah, was killing him. He sure did. So he sure did. He was, and you think all these legends, these guys in the club, these guys in VIP stats, the Tom Brady's, the Peyton Manning's, the Drew Brees's, Aaron Rodgers, the Brett Favre's, did they set goals? Absolutely. You bet they did. But You bet your ass. <laughs> so let's get back to smart goals. So we talked about you want to be as specific as possible when you're detailing your goals. I'm going to increase my shooting percentage from the free throw line, from the three-point line, and my field goal percentage. Yeah. And, and, and then you want to make them measurable. 
Oh, we kind of did that two and one with that. Yeah, exactly. Smart. Smarter. SM. And what do I mean by measurable? It means that there's math involved. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're going to raise your free throw percentage, maybe you were at 71% one year. I'm I'm not only going to raise my free throw percentage, I'm going to raise it to at least 80%. So you're putting, yeah, you put a number out there, make Mm -hmm. it numerical. Yeah. And it's just easier to set a a goal when you can put it more in like, you know, quantitative or measurable terms. Measurable. All right. So SM, what's A? A, I think, is for attainable. Yeah. Attainable is like, make sure that it's in your wheelhouse. Yeah. So it's not Ben Simmons saying he wants to shoot 50% from the three-point line. Oh, yeah. That, that, that may be a bit of a stretch, uh, 50%. Maybe we'll start with 40, you know, and kind of go from... That uh, might no, not just, be attainable just, either. <laughs> just mess. No, no, no. I mean, it's like attainable as in, all right, it's a realistic goal. Yeah, it's not like right? you're LeBron James and you're saying you're going to win the Lombardi Trophy. <laughs> right? I mean, and it's not like me and you are not, saying. I mean, that. that's that's actually completely different. That would be delusional because it's <laughs> yeah, like but, but that's an extreme example. But it's like, I mean, we're, what we're saying is it's like, like me saying I'm going to be able to dunk the basketball within the next year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, and uh, yeah, it's probably mm. could be. No, should we try? It? Should that be a challenge between us? <laughs> it's not even like a white listeners? man can't jump thing, man. It's just like you're when you were like in your teens. And you had just worked hard at it. I probably you probably could have done. I, I Eight, feel like at this point now, I think nineteen was was the best I could do with like dunking a, a yeah. baseball. Yeah, you know, you're just not going to be as limber at yeah. this stage. You're right, but I, but I don't know, man. Raymond keeps you busy. So <laughs> anyway, attainability is important because it's also about knowing who you are, right? Like Accepting. in other words, knowing your limitations and. When you have been skilled, become skilled at practicing gratitude, then this is actually easy. You know, this this becomes something that you can do routinely, you know, is to sort of, you know, embracing the good, the positive and saying, look, this is where I'm at. This is who I am. Right. This, This is this is what I can do. Embrace that. This is who I am. You're not going to set, set a goal those kind of goals. You that's know? doesn't align with your values. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So SMA, now we got R, relevant. So yeah, I mean, relevant, man, this is interesting. This is, uh, this is one that I, I maybe isn't quite as intuitive. But when I think of relevant and I think of goal setting, I think of, you know, this notion of like, and we've talked about this before, the ADHD kid, right? And how the problem with ADHD is being able to appreciate what's salient in terms of focusing in on what's most important, right? Because there's only so much time in the day. There's only so much energy, right, that we can yield. And so it's about sort of like efficiency, right, Uh, of focus. So you're saying like I'm I'm a kid, I'm sitting down to do my homework, but then I, I get sidetracked and I start playing, what is it, Angry Birds on my phone. I end up playing Angry Birds for three hours and neglect yeah. my homework. But I hyper-focus on the Angry Birds and I don't focus on the homework. Yeah. And, and how is Angry Birds ever relevant to anything? Exactly. <laughs> but people love to play it. I, I'll tell you what. Do people when, still play that? Probably, I probably just age myself. 
Yeah. Hit us up, kids. Um, like, yeah, <laughs> let us know. Um, but is, maybe Ingrid Burns becomes like Pac-Man, right? You know, it doesn't matter when or where. Don't disrespect Pac-Man. Pac-Man is great. Or That's Pac- what I'm saying. Woman. It's great 50 years later. Um, but when you're relevant, when you're, when you're trying to, to, to be relevant in, in terms of goal setting, you want to focus on what's relevant. You want to really kind of aim for the things in your preparation, mm-hmm. in your practice that are going to be sort of most, most likely to get you where you're trying to go. Exactly. So uh, let's bring it back to the NBA. We're going to keep it that theme. Say I'm Russell Westbrook and maybe my goal for the offseason, you think it would be a relevant goal for him on the offseason to work on more highlight reel dunks? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. He, he, already, he already can bang them down on anyone. That's not relevant to probably what he wants to accomplish. Maybe he just wants to, if he just wants to be a highlight reel and wants to be more famous, maybe that's better to, for him to get more clips on Instagram. But if he wants to win a championship, that's not a relevant goal. Because that's yeah, why I think yeah, you know, I, I love that, actually. That's good. That's so good. Because, yeah, I mean, think about it. He's won MVP, right? I guess he was like the scoring champion. Triple double, man. Point. He got the triple double thing. Oscar. The record Average or whatever. Yeah. I mean, so like statistically speaking, he's Hall of Fame material. Um, he's got all that down. Oh, he's in the Hall of Fame. And well, yeah. But but what I'm saying is you don't want to necessarily go into the Hall of Fame as just a stats guy, right? You want to be able to go into the Hall of Fame as a champion. Yeah. Right? That, that's how you like you Drew really Brees. Drew Brees got a Super Bowl, so he's like chilling. Yeah. And and I mean Really, what good is it, seriously, other than just individual accolades? If you have all these records and you never delivered a championship to that that city, you know that well, that franchise. It ever? depends on what his north star goal is. If he wants to be a champion, then being better at highlight reel dunks isn't going to be a relevant goal. Something that'd be more relevant: improve free throw shooting. Last year, he was in the sixties percentage wise. Right. So, relevancy. It's important. It is. And uh, also relevant is... I want to touch on the relevancy and attainability. Let's bring a little psychology in this. We'd like to do it every time. Every time. Lev Vygotsky. So he was an old-time social psychologist who came up with what's called the zone of proximal development. So we're Mm. talking about something that's attainable, being able to reach goals that are kind of just outside our reach because we want to push ourselves but they want but we also want them to be attainable so we want those goals to be just outside our reach so we have to work for them a little bit they we don't want them to be too easy so zone of proximal development is essentially the difference between what someone can do without help and what he or she can do with help so it's the area just outside the reach of what someone can accomplish on their own Mm. so essentially having a goal that is attainable, but makes you have to work for it, correlates to being in that zone of proximal development, which is the core of social psychology. Oh, wow. All right, so he said that in order for someone, this is real, I like this. In order for a person, a kid, an individual adult, an NBA player, an athlete, anyone, to move through this zone of proximal development to reach, essentially reach a goal, educators, in this case, maybe a coach or a savvy vet should focus on three components. 
through this kind of process of learning. The presence of someone who is our, has already accomplished that goal or has a little bit more knowledge. So the presence of a coach or maybe that savvy veteran. The second one, social interaction. So relating that to an athlete, interacting with your teammates, learning from your teammates, learning from people that have more experience. And the third part is what's called scaffolding. And that's just a fancy term for practice or how the psychologists describe it, supportive activities provided by the educator. So it sounds like I just took like a normal athlete's day-to-day life and just put fancy words to it like scaffolding and so in a proximal development. But that just shows you how this is all, psychology is embedded in all of this. Like this has been well studied. It's taken straight out of like page one of like the, you know, secret coaches manual or something like that. Like uh, this is is actually really good stuff though. And it looks like part of this is that the coach and athlete collectively, they develop the plan to reach short-term goals based on attainment of specific daily objectives, mm-hmm. okay? So daily, daily let's means get into that. We're in that, the T. There you go. The T of smart. There we go. Timely. Yes, we are. There we go. Daily. Every day. Every day. You hear, you, know, you often hear, I often hear the greats referring to this when they talk about their preparation and you know, how much they put into their craft. No off days. And No, 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 no. No off days every day. Yeah. And you want to make, anytime you make a goal, you want it to be time limited. You want to set an endpoint. Like I'm going to accomplish, like next season, I'm increasing my shooting percentage from 70 to 80%. Hmm. By the end of the year, I'm going to get my scoring average up to this. But no, no, you got it. Look, and it's, we okay, we're going to come up with a plan. Okay, a plan. We're not just willy-nilly, right? We're not just like, oh, what am I, I'm going to go do abs today. Or, all right, it's a plan to reach the short-term goals based on attainment of specific daily activities, daily objectives, goals, in other words, that are measured and recorded, Okay. Why is record? We're gonna, well, we're gonna, you're skipping. We're, 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 we're skipping okay, over exciting. Right. I got. I got. I went. I got too far. I'm getting too excited. So we're getting too smarter. far ahead of myself. So smarter. So you want to be excited about this? You want to set goals that are exciting to you? Yeah. You, you want know? to be enthusiastic? Yeah. Maybe. Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. that's motivation. Like when you have a positive attitude, when you're grateful, and you get that positive attitude, you become more enthusiastic. You're more likely to accomplish your goals. Man, so bring key. some excitement to it, and you do that by choosing exciting goals. Attitude, man. That attitude really—that's the magic ingredient. That's really the magic ingredient. I mean, we can talk about all these different things, these very technical terms, and you know, and I get it. I mean, smarter. Let's be smarter. But man, attitude—you know—just like how you approach your craft. You know, you know the great thing about attitude. It's infectious. It's that quality that makes everyone around you better. And it's tough to attitude. have that positive attitude, but, that, but that's what you talked about at the beginning of this podcast, mindfulness. Through mindfulness practices you can, and through gratefulness practices, through gratitude, you can. it's easier to have a positive attitude. And it's going to be easier to be excited about your goals. And the R of smarter is recorded. Write these things down. Keep yourself accountable. Yes, Write them down. Record them. Be honest. Smarter. Write them down. Show them to people. 
You're not yeah. only writing them down for yourself, a daily reminder, maybe take a look at your whiteboard that you have on your wall or, or the notepad or the uh, people probably write on notes in, in their, on their iPhones. What, look at that every day. Show it to people. Yeah. Hold yourself accountable. Have others hold yourself accountable as well. With regards to an athlete, you said it before, you're not coming up with these goals willy-nilly. You're coming up with these goals with coaches that you trust. Maybe it's just one coach that you trust. Maybe it's your shooting coach in the offseason. Maybe it's your head coach. Maybe it's a teammate. Maybe you hold your, each other accountable. Maybe. Record it. So just go back through smarter one more time. Be specific. Be measurable. Make the goal attainable. Make it relevant. Set a time limit. Make it timely. Do it every day. Every day. I want to get it done this year, 2020. No excuses. Be excited and write it down. Record it. Record it. Smarter. Be smarter. So before, like, we're going to talk a little bit more about all these crazy athletes, famous athletes that have done this, but what are our smarter goals? Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> God, As the where podcast, do we begin? the sports psych MDs. Yeah, where do we begin? Well, first of all, here we go. It's 2020, okay? And I'm a numbers guy, right? I, I, I believe in the power of numbers. And so in honor of the year 2020, I feel like, we need to be thinking about doubling down on a few things, first and foremost. Be specific now. And one of the things that we're going to double down on is our commitment to building our following. Building a conversation. Building a conversation. A legion, all right? No, but seriously, um, it's all about... It's all about ending the stigma, yeah. right? And the more people we reach, the more likely we will be to accomplish that goal. So Doubling down. So what do we want? We 2020. Wanna... All right. Be specific now. So first and foremost, we want to multiply our number of listeners by a factor of 10. 10 times as many listeners by the end of 2020. Right. And that's two of us, right? Team of two. The dynamic duo, so that's twenty, right? Twenty twenty, right? Oh. <laughs> All right, you're not going to give up on this twenty twenty. I'm not. All right, and then we want ten times as many followers on our Instagram page, on our Twitter page. Yes, yes. So social All media right. also by the end of twenty twenty by a factor of ten, measurable, making it measurable. We're going to by really, the end of the year. How are we going to do this? So in twelve months, how are we going to do this though? Um, we the wanna, way that we're going to do it is we are going to increase... No, we're going to guarantee. We're making a guarantee, a pledge. No, it's a, a goal. pledge. A pledge. A pledge that we are going to have no less than two release tracks every month. Two new podcasts per month. That's right. For the next year. For the next year. We want to have at minimum 20 interviews. 20 interviews, Okay. We know that you guys <laughs> like a lot of interviews, but that's what we want to do. Well, we're gonna we're gonna well, we gotta make this we gotta make it happen. Right? We gotta make it interesting, and we, we want gotta and we gotta put it just what was it right just just beyond reach, just slightly beyond our reach to make it exciting. It's relevant and it's attainable. We can do it. And of those interviews, we want to interview athletes, coaches, yep. and any mental health professionals that work in the realm of sports. That's oh, right. And we got one on deck coming up soon. Oh yeah, yeah. Be on the lookout. It's yeah. gonna be fun. Yeah. yeah. So. Those are our smarter goals, and that's timely. That's realistic. Those are relevant, 
And we're excited. Just Can you to tell name I'm excited? a few. Just I'm to name excited. a few. Just to name a few. And then, hey, okay. are we going to record these? Let's. I'll put them on the Twitter page. <laughs> so and we're going to record them. We're going to see it, and you guys are going to see it as well. You know it, man. At SportsMDs. So all this goal setting, all this talk about um, our own goals, do we know about any athletes that have been kind of vocal about their own goal setting processes? Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about Michael Phelps. You heard, ever heard of him? We've talked about him before. A little bit. A little Most bit. decorated Olympian of all time. So he, he, has a, he has an autobiography called No Limits. I mean, he's one of the best athletes of all time, so I recommend reading that. But he was setting goals at an early age. And it's kind of relevant to psychiatry because in his book, he talked about being diagnosed with ADHD around the age of 9 or 10, and he got placed on Ritalin. And it was because he couldn't pay attention in class. His teachers were real upset, and they told his mom, but he got the proper diagnosis, and he got the proper medication at the time. And the medication, it sounds like it was helpful for him, but he had a goal. This is his first goal, and in collaboration with his mom and his doctor at the time who prescribed the medication, his goal was to wean himself off the medication and be able to function appropriately despite the ADHD diagnosis. And just read, read the book. He has an extremely supportive mother who would, they came up with all these different strategies to overcome his ADHD so he could still do well in school and crush it swimming. And it makes sense that someone with, with ADHD would gravitate to something like swimming because I don't know about you, but I never swam in, in high school. But I, those were the kids that had two-hour practice before school and a two-hour practice after Get school. Get that energy out. Boy. You know, it's extremely <laughs> structured. And I can't imagine yeah. how intense his program was, but that provided him the structure that he didn't have internally at the time at a young age, and he was able to go off the medication. And that was the first goal he, he talked about setting for himself. And it's he accomplished it at like 10 years old. in his age. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And then in recent interviews, he's talked about how so much hype around him, especially when he came back after the first Olympics, that people would set goals for him. The, the, the media would talk about, oh, this guy, he needs to get all gold medals. And he talked about how that's all nonsense. He would come up with goals specifically between him and his coach. Mm. And he would just set out a game plan, a smart game plan, a smarter game plan, and go for the goals. So he zoned out all the distractions. He was mindful using that kind of mental flexibility we talked about in order to reach his goals. Wow. And hey, uh, boy, did he ever. Yeah. I think he <laughs> exceeded them. But yeah. I thought it was kind of cool reading that. he uh, his, One of his first goals was to get off the ADHD medication. Yeah, but I mean, just think about that though. A 10 year old, you know, to, uh, being able to do that successfully. Yeah, I mean, that just kind of goes to, to show how much resilience he had at, you know, an early age. Yeah, he said, try not to pay attention to anyone else's expectations. Goals are between me and my coach. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. Definitely, man. Um, and uh, since we were talking a little bit about kids, and I know a lot of us out here have kids or work with kids or maybe some kids, young athletes are listening to this podcast. You got to start this early like Michael Phelps did at like 10 years old. He was setting goals. So there's some specific things. I think appropriately appropriate age for goal setting, 11 or 12, you're at the cognitive. Maybe if you're mature like a Phelps was, maybe even earlier. But 11 to 12, is pro- I think that's when athletes are ready for like formal goal setting. Yeah. And, it makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, based on previous 
podcast and we talked about developmental history and um, cognitive, cognitive yeah. development, right? We talked about how that 11, 12, 13 years old, like that kind of like age range is the age upon which we start to develop abstract yep. thinking. You can right? start thinking about hypothetical situations. You kind of get to be able to look to the future. Yeah. That's exactly what hypotheticals is. And that's how you set goals. You have to be able to look to the future and realize like, all right, if I if I practice my jump shot every day, if I practice my corner kick every day, I'm going to be better at it six months from now when the season starts. Yeah. So that's no wonder that I, uh, they say it starts at 11 or 12 years old. And guess who's going to be really influential in that process? Just like the zone of, zone of proximal development, you need a coach, you need an educator, someone right. to push you, someone that has already reached maybe that goal and, and is a better corner kicker than you, is a better goalie than you, is a better three-point shooter than you. To teach mm-hmm. you, to push That's you right. forward a little bit, That's to get right. you going. So, start this young. Keep get you, keep going. you honest, accountable. And you got, they got to be exciting for kids. They got to be to get them motivated. But here's a kicker: they have to be realistic, because and they have to be attainable. Because what happens when someone sets a goal and they they don't accomplish it? It's unrealistic. They don't accomplish the goal. What happens? Do you get discouraged? Oh yeah. And you get that negative feedback almost. You're not going to want to set any more goals because mm-hmm. last time you set a goal, you 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 failed to reach it, and you were disappointed and sad. See, when I when I think of someone who is when I think of someone who's discouraged, I think of someone who has lost touch with gratitude. Right, that's what I think of, um, and that's definitely not the place you want to be. Yeah. Right? So that's why I think it's even more so important at a young age, like 11 to 12, when you first start setting goals. They have to be even more attainable. Yeah, make, put, push them a little bit, but they have you have to make sure they're attainable because then you have to get that energy behind it. At a young age, you have to reinforce this behavior positively in order for them to have the confidence, the resilience. Because if you have them get discouraged early on, that kind of sets that negative foundation, and they're not going to have resilience. And anytime they face hardships, they're going to be like, "Well, I, I failed my goals before. I'm going to fail this one again." Speaking of confidence and resilience. Ever heard of Michael Jordan? Oh, gosh. Right? Wait, he did the... He played for the White Sox? <laughs> he actually did play for the White Sox for a little bit. Um, Sports his, icon of my childhood. I would say he achieved his most significant prominence uh, with the Chicago Bulls. I mean, he pretty much was the king of the 90s era of the NBA. He was the the guy that won six straight championships, um, not consecutively, but six that he was a part of. And, uh, He's the guy that owns a team now. Yep. He's he the guy the that runs the shoe game. Mm-hmm. Don't bring Yeezy into this conversation. No. no Jordan no. Brand. Jordan Brand. I agree. No, he's, he's the one that really started the whole concept like the whole like idea player. of a player as a brand, right? Uh, an athlete as a brand. Um, Those well, Gatorade commercials. Oh man, on and on, like on and on and on. I mean, it just Space doesn't Jam? stop. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know the, who was the baby in Space Jam? Ooh. Oh man. Honestly, it's former been so Indiana long. Hoosier Eric Gordon. Wow. Little was, known fact. Yep. It's kind of weird that's, he ended up that'd being be a great, NBA like, player. Beer bar 
trivia. It would have been cool if he, if he became <laughs> so, like instead of LeBron, it would have been him. Like if he would was able to reach that level, it would have been really weird. It would. I mean, weird. it's crazy enough that he's like best six man in the NBA. But well, Michael Jordan actually uh, he he's talked about goal setting before, and believe it or not, he said that he began formal goal setting when he was twelve years old, and you know, of course, that. Uh, what started at 12 certainly evolved uh, over time. And he says that he elevated that process, the process of goal setting, into an art form. And, of course, Jordan is famous for uh, saying at one time, right, the famous quote, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. Famous words by the greatest of all time. That's resilience right there. Mm-hmm. I was just talking about how you should set attainable goals so you don't fail. And he's just saying. I mean, he put it all in there. Oh, yeah. Everything we talked about, uh, he encapsulated in, you know, basically two sentences. Like, I mean, I imagine his goals, he wanted to be the best. And he had probably had a pretty distinct roadmap of how he would get there. And by the looks of that quote with all the numbers, he shouts out, he, he's very cognizant of every step of the way. So I guarantee he had smart goals, smarter goals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I I think it stands to to reason that you don't become that level of elite as an athlete unless you know how to set goals and achieve those goals. He also had that killer instinct we talked about in that one uh, episode way back when, the clutch gene. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a good episode. I like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, just give him the ball. That amygdala. And let him do what he does. That fight or flight, maybe through years and years of practices, mindfulness, maybe his biology, he knows how to quell down, to calm down that amygdala, to not get into that fight or flight and just be kind of smooth and in, in control and focused on the goal and the task at hand. The GOAT, really, quite frankly, in all of sports in my mind. Yeah, and you know, speaking of which... Um, that's probably the reason, the real reason Michael Jordan is the GOAT. It's not just the six championships with no losses. It really isn't. It's not just the, you know, efficiency. It was the process. It's not just the skill set. It's not just the athleticism. It's, and it's not even really necessarily, you know, a combination of all of those things. It's his ability to with mental resilience. I mean, he, I think he's probably the most mentally resilient athlete we've ever seen. I mean, just we talk about mental flexibility. We talked about mindfulness. You know, we talk about just being able to sort of like... Um, Be confident in yourself. Well, yeah, confidence, but just being able to like... You are, determination. Yeah, be your best self when called upon, yeah. right? When, be your when best you have to be. when your best is needed. Yeah. And he was that guy. He delivered. That's why he, he was undefeated in finals. Mm-hmm. 
because he was just never going to let you beat him. He's never going to let the circumstances or the situation get the best of him. He was always going to rise to the occasion. And that's, uh, that's incredible. You know, that's what makes him special. Still looking for that modern day MJ. It's never going to come. I remember when they would always try to claim who the next Michael Jordan was. I think even like Grant Hill got named that at one point. It's like, come on, quit trying to look for him. It's great as great as LeBron James. His was what's, what's interesting. You know, LeBron James. He's an interesting sort of like contrasting figure to MJ because I think his physical skills and his physical talent. And his just talent, and I mean, just he has, I think, more physical talent, raw talent than any other athlete probably has ever ever yeah. lived. I mean, he's there's one guy that's on the come up now that maybe no, I mean, even Giannis, like you know, the thing about LeBron, man, is like he has all that size and all that brute strength, which is what they have in common. Of course, Giannis is a little bit taller and lankier, but there's this stiffness. His stiffness, what 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 made LeBron makes LeBron so is he's is his agility. He's, he's like fluid, cat like agility, right? He's like a he's springy, you know, like a guard. And he can glide. He's more you know? compact, yeah. And I think that enables him to have a little more flu- fluidity with his shot. I think he'll always be a better shooter than Giannis, and that passing ability, right? That ability to just see literally as if he has eyes in the back of his head, and it's incredible. That playmaking ability is otherworldly. It's like Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson mixed with Larry Bird? No, no, no. I would say Magic Johnson mixed with, you know, like Carl Malone, you know? Carl Malone. He's just like this, yeah, I mean, thunder and lightning all rolled Carl Malone was yacked. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the big difference between MJ and LeBron is the ability to to eliminate distractions and not let ex- things outside of yourself affect you in the moment. Yeah. Um, but they're both you were splitting hairs, right? These guys are the totally same. splitting the, hairs. Two of the top three or five greatest athletes of all time that For were sure. that will ever live. Mm-hmm. I'll guarantee it. Yeah. Man, we got to LeBron. I. I I, I, I wasn't sure we were going to get to him today, but I'm glad we did. We love you, LeBron. Oh, my God. We love you. Calm app. Thank yeah. you for introducing the Calm app to, uh, to the you world. Think he's getting a little kickback from that. Well, I think he's for invested. Sure. Oh, yeah. I think he's invested. I think he's an investor. So, uh, so the, there's a little bit of conflict of interest? Or he's just, I mean. He's, well, he's, well, maybe he's not like a. Maybe he's not a financial investor. I shouldn't say that. I don't know for sure. But he's definitely an ambassador. Yeah. Which makes him an investor in a sense. Um, but he benefits if it does well. Absolutely. Yeah. So these goals you said, there's so many, so many different levels you can talk with. You like imagine an NFL team front office prepping for the draft. What would like you know that those teams are coming up with goals. They're talking about all right. Wh- maybe they prioritize what are their offseason needs. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like positions, like oh, we need a quarterback and we need a we need a deep threat. Not and specific enough. We need a pass catching running back, or we need more interior alignment. That's part of it. But what else do you need? You need high character. Maybe you want high character guys because you want better team chemistry. Maybe you need to get more dominant personalities in there because you need more leaders. You have a lot of S's. You have a lot of sustainers. 
steadiness guys if you check out the the disc assessment uh, podcast we did a few episodes back we talked mm-hmm. all about how different personalities yeah. fit different teams and create create better now, teamwork i mean look these are complex subjects here i mean you're talking about things like building a franchise you're talking about things like values the long-term vision for this this corporation right the complexity, I think, of this type of task, this type of, of analysis, really requires, like, I think, a degree of specificity. It, it's going to get you into to thinking about stuff like, man, do I have players that are really playing for the love of the game, right? Or just, just like a paycheck, paycheck uh. right? Um, do I have players that are more about their own individual accolades, or about team success, right? Do I have players that are willing to kind of put it on the line and like, for example, in two-way sports like basketball, commit to the defensive end, right? What's our identity? What's our team identity going to be? I like this. So this is a lot more complicated than just personal goals, but when setting goals, it makes you think about what your values are. This is that question about relevance or attainability of Mm -hmm. the smart part. When you set goals, you take all these different things into consideration and you figure out exactly what you want and you, f- you figure out that roadmap. And for an organization, it's a lot more complicated than an individual person coming up with, with health or fitness goals. You know, like uh, people say, oh, I, I want to be healthier. Well, be, be more specific than that. I want to um, lower my fat percentage by two points. I want to gain more muscle mass. I want to eat, eat no foods that have added sugars. Um, lower my LDL, my cholesterol by 10 points. Be specific. Why not? Figure out the things that will make you healthier. I need to uh, exercise five times a week. Yeah. Not, don't just say I want to be healthier. Break it down. Come up with the steps. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, mm-hmm. timely. That's right. From the personal level to the organizational level. Yeah, that, that's the cool thing about this is that it can be applied to many different types of problems, right? Many different types of goals. It's a process, right? It's a smart or even smarter yeah. process. We set right? goals with our patients all the time, treatment goals. Um, and usually those treatment goals have something to do with the diagnosis. Um, if someone has anxiety, for instance, you say, I want to decrease my anxiety as evidenced by having less than two panic attacks per month within the next year. That's, that's kind of what we do. And then you maybe you had another goal. You had a goal with regards to functionality. I will be able to give uh, two speeches at school this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then maybe you have a, a, a one that's related to relationships. I will be able to meet one new friend after joining two new clubs at school over the next six months. So we like to kind of bring, in, bring it all and, in. And, and like we said, right, the magic formula is attitude, okay? It's your attitude. Smart attitude? It's, it's smart getting... attitude. It's the, that enthusiasm. It's that, it's that look like I'm the first one in the gym, right, and the last one to go Ooh. home. It's like... I'm, I'm doing this for the love of the game. You're Steph Curry. The love of the game, right? Like that type of attitude. And when you smarter, have that attitude, smarter attitude, it then helps you 
with really was probably the most challenging part of the whole equation, which is doing it every day. We're not, you know, no skipping steps, right? None of that. Every day. It's a commitment. It's a commit. You have to commit. One step forward every day. And if something bad happens, you take a step back, get back up and take a step forward the next day. Keep going. And let's bring some real life examples to this. NBA, we keep going back to the NBA. Look at all these big men that have improved their three-point shooting over the last several years. Mm -hmm. Those were goals for these guys. Whether it came from them personally or from their coaches. Brooke Lopez, uh, Blake Griffin, LeBron James over the years. Victor Oladipo, my guy, Pascal Siakam. Oh my D. God. Rose. You know, that that's actually one thing. I'm I'm glad you pointed that out, man. Like when I was watching basketball growing up, what I remember seeing by and large were once a guy, you know, after like year four or five, you know, in the league, once he kind of established himself as like a four, a fourth or fifth year veteran, I mean, you pretty much knew who he was. He's just refining his the current skills he has. Yeah, He's not adding any new skills. Right. I mean, he sort of just became almost like, uh, you know, unless you were a, su- a superstar, you know, um, or a star, what have you, you just kind of became like a journeyman, you know. You just kind of... Just double down on what you whatever. do good yeah. and, and sit pretty and kind of remain stagnant in a sense. And the problem with guys like that is that I think you end up becoming replaceable relatively quickly. But when you can set sort of new goals and add something to your repertoire, like a Brooke Lopez, right? Mm-hmm. That is relevant. That's relevant. Because in this day and age NBA, so, that exactly. stretch five now, mm-hmm. yeah, you got, it helps. So it extends your career, right? Absolutely. Think about like career. Jason Kidd, mm-hmm. Vince Carter, Richard Jefferson. Yeah. These are all guys that were, Vince Carter and Richard Jefferson, they were bangers. Yeah. What they, the, yeah. they develop into now? Spot up three point shooters, shooters. Shooters, yeah. It extends your career, um, you know, and it enables you to sort of like like evolve with the changes in the game, you know, evolve with the times, um, evolve with the changes well, to your body. Out. You know, I've, you're not the you're not as athletic as you once were. I've you know, so now you but you can still shoot. Along those lines, I've heard Tom Brady say that he wants to play till forty five years old. If that was a goal for him, guess what he did? He came up with his own diet, the TB12 mm-hmm. method, where yeah. he only eats like three almonds a day. But look at him. He looks like he's going back in time, mm-hmm. albeit maybe a hair transplant or not. No one really knows. But No one knows. He looks damn good. No one knows. Even this season, he didn't have the weapons. I mean, he didn't look, he wasn't at his best, but he didn't have the weapons. I think he's going to come back next no year. No one knows. <laughs> but he had a goal in mind, and he broke it down in a smarter way. And look at him. He won a, his fifth Super Bowl last year. Sixth. He didn't have six on his own. One oh, no. plus five equals six. One for the other thumb? <laughs> That's right, man. Hey, He's the $6 right, million dollar right, man. Right. He is the only player in the history of the NFL to... Have six Super Bowl. Victories. Oh, I thought there was some like random lineman or something. But Somebody we could do random. a whole podcast about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and the dynamic between that, them two. Yeah, two guys. We, that's at the that's top. on the horizon. Maybe a little. That's on the horizon. Personality um, going at it. Definitely want to have a a coaches podcast. Yeah. All right, you know, put it in there. Coaching that's a goal. 
coaches, podcast coaching, about coaching coach, and management. Well, maybe we'll Coachella. talk a little bit about front out, front office. What about you? Any personal resolutions? Um, man, oh God! Wow. Before we wrap this thing up, well, so as you know, I I have a private practice uh, here in LA, uh, and of course, the theme of my practice, much like the theme of this practice we have here, this podcast, is all about promoting wellness. And one of the big goals this year um, is to take our wellness coaching program and get that off the ground. And what I've done is I've partnered with a nationally certified health and wellness coach. And she and I have actually developed uh, our own program. Send it to me. I want to check it yeah, out. Yeah. No, it's it's actually a 12-week mindfulness course. It is uh, a once-a-week commitment. It's going to be done one-on-one, online format. So like, you know, virtual visit, uh, one hour a week. And we're going to take we're take you on a journey, a journey to wellness. Nice. Um, I bet there's some goal setting in there. Lots of goal setting, lots of mindfulness practice. We definitely uh, do a lot of educating, reinforcing. As you said, goal setting. We teach about gratitude and how to embrace that virtue, how to perfect that virtue. And in the end, you know, we walk up the person through a process in which, you know, we are refining, we are refining those inner defenses and essentially the resilience to ultimately create success in both social and professional endeavors, you know, so that's what it's about. What more could you ask for? Yeah. And we're really excited to roll this program out. Um, we're looking to to really ultimately launch this program in the spring right. of this year. Let them know where they can find it. Well, www.latitudementalhealth.com. All right. All and right. we're on. also going to be promoting it on my Instagram uh, and Facebook. So be on the lookout. It's called The Navigation to Wellness. All right. All right. So 2020. It's going to be a great year, Armin and I, Sports Psych MDs. It's going to be a great year for the Sports Psych MDs and for everyone listening, ideally. So, um, And even if it's no, not I, a great year, it's going to... I mean, like you said before, stress is going to come your way through mindfulness, through gratitude, through setting goals. You're going to be able to handle that stress. That's right. Uh, new year, new decade. But hey, new opportunities, uh, new chance to to get better. All right. Let's end the stigma. Let's continue the conversation. 